Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 847, with Lisa Duff from Rocky Coast. But we took it a step further. We said, okay, we're going to master this process, but then we're going to do research and development. We're going to do the trends. Are you ready for it? Factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And I have to say, I haven't come across a restaurateur using Seven Shifts that hasn't been completely satisfied. Trusted by over 500,000 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the complete toolkit you need to easily manage your team's schedules, timesheets, communications, tasks, tips, and more all in one place. And because you are restaurant on Unstoppable listeners, you get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.7shifts.com slash unstoppable. That's the number seven, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Today's episode is brought to you by Margin Edge, a restaurant management software that uses POS integration and invoice data to show you your food cost in real time. Margin Edge gives you your prime cost daily, so there's no surprises at the end of the month. By totally digitizing your back office, your team saves hours on paperwork and gets instant insights to manage food costs, labor, and budgets in the moment, not weeks after the period ends with supply chain disruption and labor shortages. Making real-time data-driven decisions is more important than ever. Because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, Margin Edge is going to cover your onboarding costs. That means you get 60 days free to get started and up and running before you make your first payment. To learn more, head to me.marginedge.com slash restaurant hyphen unstoppable or find the banner in the show notes. Today's episode is brought to you by DiagioBarAcademy.com, and I cannot be more excited to be partnering with Diageo because we have such similar missions. We want to share knowledge and transform the industry. Diageo Bar Academy equips bartenders, servers, managers, and hospitality professionals with the insights, stories, and tools to be better They are consistently raising the bar on industry standards, and no matter what your skill level is or knowledge or availability, there's something for you at DiagioBarAcademy.com. They have master classes and live events, and if you can't make those master classes or live events, there's recordings, so you can watch it on demand at your convenience at www.DiagioBarAcademy.com. That is D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com get over there what's going on unstoppables we have a a a special show for you today uh it's special in the sense that this is really what i mean by being more intentional it's one of my goals going to 2020 uh is that we're going to be much more intentional with our content meaning the content we're creating is either going to serve somebody in our network somebody who's having a, a a challenge with something. Uh, We're going to go to an expert to get exact coaching on that subject, or it's going to be something that's super interesting to me, something that I 
just feel like the world needs to learn more about this subject uh, for whatever reason, or the content we're going after is self-serving in the sense that like restaurant stoppable is evolving and the things that we need to learn uh, how to do or things that any business needs to learn how to do, including restaurants. And today is one of those examples. We're talking to Lisa Duff from Rocky coast uh, print works, which is essentially uh, a print, like a printing t-shirt swag embroidery. They do uh, goods as well. Bottles, pens, things of that nature. Uh, they help you get your brand onto things, uh, but they really are awesome with their, their swag, their t-shirts and their hats. And today we're talking to Lisa Duff, the COO of Rocky coast. They're based out of say Dover, New Hampshire. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about this because, uh, swag is something that restaurant unstoppable has needed for some time now. Honestly speaking, I stayed away from it because I one didn't know if there'd be enough demand Two, I didn't want to put my money in a box that would be sitting in a closet someplace. For me, it just wasn't a good idea, but more and more people are asking for it. Uh, and honestly, I kind of want it too. So today we're going through a swag 101 where we're, we, we gave Rocky Coast uh, and Lisa some assets, some uh, graphic assets that they are going to use to literally coach us through some of the things that we should consider uh, for our swag. And I think a lot of restaurants and uh, businesses in general, uh, there's just little things that we don't consider. We're not graphic designers. Uh, we don't know the little intricacies that uh, people who de- devote their whole life to doing this. know. So Lisa's going to take us through uh, our logos, um, our designs, and she's going to kind of chop them up and help us decide, decide what should go on these shirts and these hats that we're going to order. And, and we're doing this in real time. Like she's literally coaching us. This is the first time I've I've spoken to her about our swag. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. It's a it's a it's a new approach to the way we're doing things, and I think tons of great value came out of today's workshop. And a reminder that we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, this is a visually heavy episode. You can listen and uh, you'll you'll pick up a lot just from listening. But if you want to head over to youtube.com slash restaurant unstoppable, uh, subscribe while you're over there and you can see what our swag looks like. And also, uh, I want you guys to see what this swag looks like because I want you to tell me which designs to go with. Maybe think of this as a little swag contest. Uh, Whatever the most popular designs are, we'll go ahead and we'll get those designs and um Another thought that I want you to to think of when you're watching this video is what tagline should we put on these shirts? What is it that I say often that you think would be really great on these shirts? Let me know. All right. With no further ado, here she is, Lisa Duff. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest COO of Rocky Coast Printworks, Lisa Duff. Lisa, are you feeling unstoppable today? Yes. Yes, that is what we like to hear. So Lisa is here today because Restaurant Unstoppable is in need of some swag. And as far back as I've been doing this podcast, people have been asking me, where's your swag? Why don't you have swag? I don't know why I haven't prioritized this, but I feel like now's the time. Um, I'm excited to get swag and we've chosen to go with Rocky Coast Printworks as our solution for swag. 
Uh, and on that note, today we're actually going to be, I, be, I believe you're actually going to coach us through our own process. So this is going to be the real time coaching. Uh, you're going to, we give you our, our assets, our graphics. Uh, we, we told you what kind of hats we want, what kind of shirts we want, the, the, the make. And you're actually going to give us real time coaching. So this is kind of a glimpse of something I'd like to do more often on the show where I'm, I'm using uh, my leverage to be able to get in front of people like Lisa and to serve myself in Restaurant Stoppable. And in doing so, also serving our listeners, because I'm sure lots of you out there listening to this also need swag. So we're going to kind of use ourselves as a guinea pig uh, to serve everybody else, the, the greater network. Make sense? Excellent. I think it does, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before we dive into that, uh, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us, Lisa? Excellent. So bear with me while I look down to read this. It's a little long, but um, we actually have this on the wall in our office. It says, start by doing what's necessary, then what's possible. And suddenly you're doing the impossible. And that was by St. Francis. And more than a success quote, it is a reminder of our foundation. So for us, we started out small. We started out um, almost 32 years ago. This, we're in our 31st, heading into our 32nd year. And we um, were very small. We just saw a need out there and said, okay, there's some businesses. They're struggling. They need to get noticed. How do we do this? And, and maybe we make some money along the way. Um, so we started doing what was necessary. Once we kind of mastered that, learned the print process, learned the embroidery process, then we started doing what's possible. Let's bring on some new staff members. Let's bring on some new equipment. Let's bring on a bigger building. Um, and then we started saying, okay, let's look at the impossible. Let's do some research and development. Let's start doing glitters and high densities and all these different techniques. And, and let's really look at the trends out there and you know how we can really set people apart. Okay, we're not just slapping your logo on a shirt. What more can we do? And we started building on that impossible. And so for us, this is a reminder to get back to that and look at it and say, okay, nothing's too big. Nothing's too challenging. We've done this. We can do more. I love that. And I can't help but think of something that comes up a lot on the show is just this idea of start where you can't start in the fairly many people. That's like what they have to do, what's necessary. Uh, but I just feel like that idea of starting small and you, you might've had the the vision back when you guys got started to do all these crazy things like litter and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but you didn't have the resources to do that not then. So just start where you can. And over time, you know, the, the opportunities start to open themselves up to you, but you don't have to start big. You can start small and scale into something bigger. Absolutely. I love it. Um, so real quick, I forgot to mention that you're also not just going to be coaching us uh, in real time. You're going to give us a bigger picture, like uh, best practices, mm -hmm. like run through before we, we start to dissect what's going on with Restaurant Stoppable and our project. So I should have, I should have prefaced that, but why don't you actually just zoom up to 30,000 feet real quick and, and let us know what you're going to cover today. Okay, Eric. So we're just looking at some of the challenges that restaurant owners and business owners in general face out there. You want swag? How do you get it? Where do you start? So we're going to look at that, look at some of the do's and don'ts as far as designs go, look at that process overall. Um, how do you even decide who to go with for this? Um, and then just talk about some other options in general to really enhance your branding. So why don't I zoom up to 30,000 feet and give the listeners a big picture of what we're going to be covering today. Obviously, we're going to be covering a little bit more about who Rocky Coast is. And then I want to find out why we should be listening to you and what makes you an expert on the subject. From there, we're going to talk about where to start, like the, the big picture, where to start. We're going to talk about design elements. We're going to talk about the process, start to finish. And we're going to talk about how to know 
who to go with as far as I, th- I think by that you mean the actual company you're using, correct? Yes. And then other options, uh, things like web stores, uh, fundraisers, event giveaways, and just things you can be doing to leverage your assets. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Let's dive into it. So tell us a little bit more about Rocky Coast and what makes you guys so special and why we should consider you um, as an option. Okay. So I, I think I touched on this a little bit when we were talking about the quotes. Um, Rocky Coast started out just kind of answering a need to bring um, logos for businesses, get them noticed, get their their information out there. Um, but we took it a step further. We said, okay, we're going to master this process, but then we're going to do research and development. We're going to do the trends. Um, and then beyond that, after being around for a number of years, we became a certified women-owned business, which I think is an important part of who we are. Um, and we show that in everything that we do. We're kind of a family atmosphere. We're small in the number of people that we have, but big in what we can do. And I think that that family-friendly atmosphere really shows in the pride that all of our employees take in the jobs that they do every single day. How many employees are there? 27. 27. That's pretty. And how far out does your service extend? Uh, we do all across the country and some outside of the country. That's awesome. Absolutely. Keep going. Uh, excellent. So I'll talk about who I am because it's always important to know who you're listening to and whether or not they have the right to speak about what they're speaking about. Yes, um, excellent. I've been with Rocky Coast for 14 and a half years. Um, before I started here, I didn't think about where t-shirts came from, how they were made. Never even crossed my mind. Um, I saw this. I have a degree in marketing and a degree in business management. And I said, oh, that sounds up my alley. Let's do this. Started with the company and every day was exciting and new, learning something different. This industry as a whole is fascinating and it's never boring. So for me, I found that my passion was in the operation, finding those challenges to grow and figuring out how we can do that. Okay, you want 4,500 blankets next month and you need them shipped to 4,500 different people. Okay, we can do that. Let me figure that out. Um, okay, you want something with high density, but you want it on um, a glitter material. Okay, we'll figure it out. We can do that. Um, and so I took on that role of challenges and answering those needs and making sure that nothing that you as a customer ask for is too big and made sure we can answer it. So real quick, I'm just curious, how has your industry evolved over the past 10 years. I know the past 10 years for most industries have been very just like crazy evolution, crazy, uh, just more like the, the, the rate at which technology is improving mm-hmm. is crazy. And a lot of industries are transforming during this time. So how has your industry transformed? That's a great question, Eric. So some things, as you mentioned, technology is a big one. So customers now, we live in the world of Amazon. They can go online. They can find anything that they want. Um, On Amazon, on Etsy, they can get it with free shipping. They can get it next day, sometimes same day. That's been a struggle for businesses like us who are in, um, we make everything custom. We make it to order. There's more of a personalized process. So that makes it a little bit more of a struggle, but it's something to look at and grow and answer to that need. Um, The other thing that's really hit is, you know, I hate to use the C word, but, you know, with COVID, some of the challenges, a lot of our industry is event driven. So, a lot of our customers have big trade shows. They need, you know, 5,000 pint glasses for a brew fest that they're hosting. Um, and they need them by X date. And we get them all and we put them on a truck and we get them to that event by X date. 
now we're not hosting Brewfest. So how do you answer this need? So one thing that we've done is individual shipments for virtual seminars, virtual trade shows. So people are doing a brew fest and maybe we are sending out, um, you know, a pint glass and some sort of game, something funny with a dry erase board or, you know, the Oreos that you chase down your face, you know, as a game for them to do during this, this seminar where this brew fest is introducing their, um, this brewer is introducing their new latest brew and they're talking to people about this process and why they should start, why those restaurants should carry this new brew. Got it. So uh, a lot of the, uh, I guess you started with saying that people kind of want more of an on-demand service. Plus you're now going from taking a bunch of stuff and shipping it to one place to a bunch of stuff and shipping it to a bunch of different individual places. Did I get yes, that? And not just one item anymore. It, it may be a kit with 12 different items in it um, going to a person and, and you need to make sure that Jimmy gets a size extra large t-shirt and Lucy gets her size small t-shirt. Um, for that event. Yeah. And I, one of the things, if I'm being completely honest, uh, that held me back from getting swag earlier when I first was starting Restaurant Unstoppable, it was on my radar, but I was undercapitalized. I, I was like, I didn't want, I don't want to buy, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of t shirts and just have cash sitting when nobody wants to buy my t shirts. Cause I think sometimes there is a little bit of a people don't think, oh, I'm going to get swag and everyone's going to buy it and I'm going to sell out in like a week. The truth of the matter is that cuff they can sit on shelves for a while. Like it doesn't fly off the shelves, right? The reality of that's to discourage anybody, but there's some truth there. Am I correct? Absolutely. Inventory is one of the biggest concerns that all of our customers face when they're coming with this. Obviously, everything that we do is custom. So we do have minimums. That's an important part to understand about this sort of business, this industry. Um, so you could end up with inventory sitting on your shelves. And as a business owner, how do you decide? What if you end up ordering too many smalls, you sell out of two X's and now you have to place a new order, but you haven't sold a single small or medium. And and now you're stuck bringing in even more inventory. So it's definitely a challenge. Um, And what it's trained us to become is we don't have salespeople here. We have what we call branding specialists and they are trained to listen to your needs. How are you going to use this product is one of the questions that they're going to ask you when you call in. Because that makes a big difference, whether you're using it as uniforms, whether you're selling it, whether you're selling it online or just in the store. And they want those answers so they can help advise you for the types of quantities to order, for the size breakdown to order. And I think you're going to be taking us through that process today. So the, our listeners are going to get a, a taste of what that looks like. That those you call it a brand specialist. Is that what he's? Yeah. What was? So I, you're going to take us through that. I, I'm assuming something similar, yeah. at least something close something to that. Similar. It's a little bit yeah. of a simplified process just <laughs> yeah. because you and I have had a little bit of a conversation yeah. um, and I've had your logo to work with, um, but it will give you an overall idea. Um, and hopefully we can address some of those challenges that restaurant owners and business owners in general face. Exactly. And I don't want to get ahead of uh, ourselves because I know we're going to be talking about how um, you don't have to worry about having a giant stack of inventory of t-shirts now because you can literally just you know, do an event or say that, Hey, we're placing an order or like there's things you can do now. There's, there's, there's systems and processes out there where you can literally do on-demand ordering as you need them. So you don't have to have your, all of your cash flow on shelves. So I think that's a lot of, a lot of people's hesitation sometimes. So I just want to kind of like, at least it was mine. I can say that was my hesitation, my hesitation. So um, back to our template, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges restaurant owners face when it comes to getting swag? Sure. Um, so first thing is just 
where to start. Um, a restaurant owner, you may not even know where your logo is. You knew you had it when you made your signs and your menus, but you don't know where to put your hands on it. Um, who do you call to go to? Um, am I going to be stuck with a lot of inventory? And I do want to touch on that real quick, Eric. I, I don't want to mislead you. Um, there aren't as many solutions out there to the inventory problem as uh, as it may seem. You know, unfortunately, we are not an Amazon, um, but there are options for businesses to help reduce that. Um, so inventory is a huge one. Am I going to be stuck with a lot of inventory? How do I decide which sizes to bring in? Um, another question is, um, should I just do gear for my team or should I look at items to sell? Some businesses try to reduce that inventory challenge by making those the same item. We always, always um, recommend against that. And the main reason is no one coming to your bar or your restaurant wants to wear what your staff is wearing. They don't want to pay for what your staff is wearing. That's not exciting to them. They went, they had a great time. They want people to know that this is their second home. This is a place that they like to go. They like to get away. They really enjoyed this. Um, and they want to show that off with something more fun. Um, so, you know, a lot of businesses in, I don't want to say the, the old days, um, but would always do a tiny logo on the chest, a big logo on the back, maybe add a phone number to the back. And this was my walking business card. We're not in those days anymore. Again, it's about branding. So we're looking at what is going to sell. So we're looking at funny sayings. We're looking at things that are memories from the actual location, um, things that uh, people are going to want to share and maybe post online um, with a hashtag. So we're looking at those that difference between staff and things to sell. So I know we're going to cover this in the, the segment of design elements, what works and what doesn't work. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you do have me very interested in what does. <laughs> uh, so where, where do we start? Where, where's the, pro- like the, start, the starting process? Unless you have anything else, I don't want to cut you short. Sure. Um, So jumping down to the starting process, um, it starts with an idea. Uh, So you could have something as simple as a sketch on a napkin. You could have something as broad as I already went online. I found this cool design software and I made my own t-shirt mock-up. So it could be anywhere in between those. We have all aspects here to be able to do that designing for you or just to take a design that you've come up with and and move it through that process. I mean, are there any challenges you have not dropped on us yet that you think we should know of? Um, some of the challenges that I hear from people who are trying to sell merchandise um, are how do I price it? You know, everyone's concerned. You're spending a lot of money on this. You want to make sure that you make your money back. Um, and everyone's afraid to price a t-shirt for $20, price a hoodie for $30. I just want to say, if you really look out there, look at your competitors, Look at the places that you like to go to eat. Look at what they're selling them for. It's very realistic to see short sleeve t-shirts between $22 and $28. Long sleeve t-shirts between $25 and $40. Um, hoodies are selling between $40 and $60. Um, and hats between $30 and $50. So um, yeah. it's easy to make your money back if you're not nervous about those things. But if you if you take the time, do the research, look that's what things are selling for. Yeah. And I think that that's a real in, a issue plaguing our industry is people are afraid to sell things for what they're worth. 
is yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like something that keeps on getting our industry in trouble because we're so focused on just adding value, adding value. And we, mm-hmm. uh, we really need to start making it more like a hard equation. Like this is what it costs me. This is what my profit should be. And if the consumer doesn't like that, then they don't have to buy it, you know, right. um, but we right. need to make our money back on our efforts. Uh, another thing too, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but quality really matters uh, when you're when you're investing in swag. You don't want to buy cheap stuff. Is that safe mm-hmm. to say? Absolutely, absolutely. Why does that matter so much? <laughs> well, it matters because someone who's spending forty dollars on a t-shirt wants a t-shirt that they would buy if they go to the mall or they go online shopping. They don't want a t-shirt that they would have been given by a contractor who happened to do some work on their house. And that's the big difference. You know, we know the value of giveaways. We know the value of our money. We want the value of our money. We don't want to give away if yeah. we're buying it. So one of the thoughts I have too is like, I don't know about you, but, but if I buy a t-shirt and I wear it a few times and the, the collar is all stressed, stretched out and the, 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 the fabric just is like after a few washes just isn't the same. Like mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. And like the way to think about it is, would you cut corners on the food? Would you would you buy cheap and crappy food? Everything that's tied to your brand is a rep- is a representative of your brand, and that extends to the swag that you're carrying too. So you want to spend a little bit more to have a quality item that's going to reflect well on your brand. Absolutely, and it comes down to that longevity, like you were saying. If you have issues with that shirt, not only are you going to have a bad feeling about that brand, but you're going to throw that shirt away or only wear it at home. And then where did the restaurant owner's money go? They're exactly. not getting any more advertising for that. I love it. So around the subject of where to start, we covered um, inventory. We covered gear uh, for teams versus team or items to sell, uh, how to price it, how to know what to do and what to expect. Is there anything else around what to expect that we should... Sorry, what to expect before we move forward? No, I think we're good jumping right into the design elements and then the process. Before you dive into the design elements, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. You know, Restaurant Unstoppable's mission because I'm constantly echoing it. It's to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. And I could not be more excited to be partnering with Diageo Bar Academy because they have the same goals in I am just filled with hope right now because never before has there been such an abundance of information and resources, and it's because things like Diageo Bar Academy exist. Diageo Bar Academy equips bartenders, servers, managers, and hospitality professionals with the insights, stories, and tools to be better. They're constantly raising the bar on industry standards. No matter your background or your skill level, there is knowledge and new techniques for you waiting over at Diageo Bar Academy that will improve your personal and professional lives. For example, they just launched a new masterclass, Tips for Profitable Menus. With expert tips and step-by-step guidance, their experts give you all the advice you need to craft exciting and profitable menus. With this masterclass, you'll learn how to create eye-catching menu design, how to promote your most profitable drinks, how to understand pour costs and pricing accordingly, and you'll discover how to create well-designed menus that will attract new customers, exceed your regulars' expectations, and maximize upselling and revenue. 
And it goes far beyond masterclasses like this. You can also join live events and watch all past masterclasses on demand at www.diagiobaracademy.com. Whether you're a bartender, owner, operator, or if you're just completely new to the industry, diagiobaracademy.com has easy to access resources to help you learn new skills and stay in the loop with all the latest industry trends. Diageo Bar Academy is a free online resource for hospitality professionals of all skill levels. Stay informed, inspired, and connected to grow your career or your business by joining Diageo Bar Academy today. Why wait? Visit www.diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. All right, we're back. And oh, if you are joining us on our YouTube channel, you can see that Lisa has pulled up her screen and we're actually looking at the restaurant unstoppable logo. And um, during our commercial break, I was told that I'm in trouble. (laughs) Not in trouble. This is very typical. And, you know, I never want anyone to feel bad about something like this coming up. Um, But it was a perfect example because this happens all the time. So to the right, we see the logos that you sent me. So we've got that great, Restaurant Unstoppable logo with the fork and the spoon. We've got um, you with your pineapple microphone. I would love to hear the story, the background story behind this logo someday. Okay, um, <laughs> sure. I can tell you now if you want me to. Absolutely. Bring it on. Okay. So the idea behind the pineapple microphone is that the international symbol for hospitality is a pineapple. And I knew that anybody who was truly passionate about the restaurant industry or hospitality would recognize the pineapple as being the international symbol. However, it is almost, there's another uh, emerging trend or the, I guess I could say the pineapple is associated with another uh, (laughs) something that's new to me. Apparently it's uh, the upside down pineapple is symbolic of the swingers. And I did not know that. Uh, And my pineapple is kind of tilted Uh facing towards an upside down angle. So for all of our listeners, it's, it has everything to do with the hospitality elements and not the swinger elements. Um, but that's, that's the idea behind the pineapple. And you can see there has been an, an evolution. You pointed out that we're looking at the right. Um, it's the newer version, which incorporates a little more uh, color with the, the restaurant stoppable. And also my hat has changed and there's a little yeah. bit more uh, element or, or detail to my face. So we kind of just freshen up the, the logo not that long ago. And we, ha- and um, because I'm not web savvy, I haven't really gone across all the internet to update the logo everywhere, but it's still really close. It's very close. And I think this is a perfect example of the evolution of a logo. And thank you for sharing that story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is great. So a couple things that I did notice is the change in the hat, also the forks. Um, One has four times, one has three times. Um, So, you know, first question for me as a branding specialist would be, you know, which are the proper versions to use? And you are saying it is the ones on the right. Um, Four-time or three-time fork? It's four. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, So I think this is great. The next step you have to think about as a business owner is how how loose or how strict do you want to be with your logo? So some people might say with this logo, this can only be this way. You can only ever have the hat be blue. You can only ever have the pineapple be these two shades of green. The fork and spoon can only be blue, not the same color as the text. Whatever the case is, those are things that you need to address because those are things that will affect not only your brand and your brand recognition, but your price. And and price 
is of course very, very important. So I'm curious as somebody who's uh, you said that you do like my, my logos, what do you like or what could be better in your opinion while we're talking about branding and logos in general? Excellent. So one of the things that I liked most about it was because you have so many different unique elements that if you are okay with it as a business owner can be separated and used individually. So you don't just have just a fork and spoon and that is your only logo with text and this is the only thing that represents you. You've got this great pineapple microphone. You've got you with the hat and the headset. You've got the fork and the spoon. You've got the text. You've got the logo or the um, tagline. You've got a lot of really great elements that I can pull out. So when we were speaking earlier about the difference between um, a restaurant getting shirts just for their staff and then shirts to sell and how you want that to be different, this allows you to get more creative. This allows you to do things that aren't just staff apparel. Okay. So if um, I was buying uh, shirts right now and you have basically what you're looking at on the right of the image uh, from the second restaurant unstoppable down is the cover art of restaurant unstoppable. Um, would you have all the cover art as seen on say iTunes or Spotify on a t-shirt or would you break that up? I would break it up. Now, again, you're the business owner. You are the final say. I would break it up. And I have actually done that. Are you okay if we look at some of your design options that I come up with? Yeah, please. And uh, Tell us why the, the, what are the benefits of breaking it up? So I think, again, one of the benefits that break, of breaking it up is that it makes whoever's wearing it not feel like they're your website. It makes them feel like um, they're a part of a message more than just slap this logo on here. I'm just their website. They didn't put any creativity in. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that to sound aggressive. No, no. You're fine. <laughs> okay. So I did break down some of these elements. I put um, numbers beside some front options, letters beside some back options. Uh, now, again, there will be things that you like. There will be things that you don't like. This is a creative session so that you can see how breaking up some of these elements can look. Um, so first thing that we did was we just took that text, Restaurant Unstoppable. Now, if you ask me, it looks a little like the explicit lyrics on CDs. Um, so, you know, that could be funny that could make people want to wear it it could go with the fact that you're very you know truthful open outspoken you know personality out here and, and that could be a message that you want to send or it could be a, a similarity that you don't want made with your logo so again it's an option it's available um and uh, that, those are some of the things to think about when you're designing your logo is what what other meanings can people attach to this yeah, and a quick reminder to anybody who's listening to this right now, we're, we're really going to be getting visual um, for this segment of the episode. So a reminder that we do have a YouTube channel. And if you are wanting to see what we're discussing, head over to our YouTube channel to search Restaurant Unstoppable on YouTube and you'll find our channel. And uh, subscribe because we need you to and you won't regret it. Let's keep going. Excellent. Um, so with this one, I just put the image of you on the back, upper back neck. I thought it was kind of funny and quirky. Um, again, you can play around with a lot of these things. I'm going to keep this moving because I do have a few different options and I don't want to take all the time on one. Um, the next one was I took the tagline that you have in the bottom of all of your emails. Be well, do good. Mm. This seems like something important to you, a message that you have. I put the little pineapple microphone with it. Um, I thought that tied it in nicely with your um, logo. And I thought that this is something that I could see someone wearing. 
Um, (laughs) Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Again, what we've seen trending over the last few years, two years ago, everyone wanted, you know, a sailboat with a sunset or an iguana drinking a daiquiri in front of a palm tree. They wanted all these full colors, big and bold on their shirts. Um, It was great for a little while. It's not what people are wearing right now. And what you want is for something to sell. You want something that people are wearing. People are wearing messages that mean something to them. And I thought this said a lot. I like that. Um, Excellent. So for the back, I just put the restaurant on Snackable. I did keep the spoon and fork in blue. Um, I think it would pop a little better in white and would actually save you a couple of cents by keeping it one color instead of two. Um, But I wanted to show you those options. So we'll go down to the next one. Um, This one, I just did the melting pot of mentors. I simplified the font a little bit um, and I put your restaurant unstoppable logo on the front. Um, I felt like this again was simplified, but a great message. Um, I put the fork and spoon on the back, just small at the upper back neck. I really like the look of that. I think it's simple and it carries your logo without being a billboard. Mm -hmm. Um, Pop down here again. Again, did the melting pot of mentors. This one I took straight from your logo. Um, It's a little hard to see on the screen, but it does have the black outline. So the black outline on the black shirt, you're going to get a very subtle difference on here. Um, And I think it's going to look nice, Um, but it's a very simplified option. Um, This shirt doesn't actually, and you can cross any back with any front. Um, this one doesn't actually say restaurant unstoppable anywhere. So that might be something that you want to edit or change. On the back, I just did a nice outline of the state of New Hampshire. And I did your microphone small um, down in the seacoast, um, approximately where you are. I like that. Excellent. Um, then we went to some gray shirts. I did something a little different with a text uh, as a circle. I put the little pineapple facing up um, on the sides. And your fork and spoon in the middle. And again, I did that be well, do good through the middle as well. Um, And then the back, I just, again, did that microphone up small on the neck. Um, I thought this is somewhat simple, um, but still got all of the right messages crossed. And I could see someone wearing it. Awesome. I'm I'm just kind of keeping my thoughts to myself until I see everything. All right. um, I like it. (laughs) So what I've shown so far are one and or two color logos. These are going to be the most cost effective. What I'm showing next have all of your colors. They're going to be a little bit more expensive. Um, and, you know, I always want to show multiple options for people. There's not a huge difference in the price, but it's something that you as a business owner always want to be conscious of. Um, and I always want to be upfront when I'm designing something. Um, so I'm going to actually zoom in here to this one. So this font I felt was a little bit of a cross between um, a newspaper and a comic. Um, just had a little bit of fun with that sketchy look. Put the be well, do good in there. Put your full logo in there. Um, I felt like this was subtle. I didn't want to go bright, bold, white um, because I didn't want it to be in your face. I wanted it to feel like the comfortable shirt you're going to wear while you're watching football on a Sunday. Um, so we've got that one. And then we did on a blue shirt, your full logo with the colors. Um, And I think that green is going to jump right off of there. So this is something that um, is going to be seen right away. It's something that if you want more of that bold statement piece, this is a great way to go. Um, So you have a few different options. 
I didn't put backs on these because both of them had your restaurant unstoppable and most of your logo. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to develop thoughts, but I'm, I'm saving them to the end because I want you to be able to get through your, uh, your presentation of, of options. Um, these are the designs for the t-shirts. So that's the end of the designs for the t-shirts. I can move on to the hats. We can discuss the shirts. You don't have to come up with all of your answers right now either. I do have examples for the order process either way. Yeah. I mean, where I'm going right now, I, the, the, where you actually landed is perfect. I, I, I like the just focusing on uh, breaking apart the restaurant stoppable um, from like the image of my silhouette in the microphone because I feel like that uh, is conducive. It, it's, it's consistent with where the brand is all over the place. So I think if people saw my silhouette in the microphone, they'd be like, oh, I recognize that from Restaurant Stoppable. So if you saw the cover art someplace, you'd be like, oh, that's the podcast Restaurant Stoppable. Um, I wonder sometimes, do you, is, it, does it, is it bad to have uh, like a smaller, like you mentioned earlier, like the, the logo over the, the left like side of the chest, like over the heart, right? Where like the pocket would have been on like some of those designs of, of and maybe like more like on the back, like the, the Restaurant Stoppable and Be Well Do Good. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so your specific question, is it bad? No, it's not bad. There's no bad. Um, it feels a little bit more like a uniform, which is one of the reasons if your goal is to sell these, we tend to um, break away from it. If you think about what you've purchased for shirts, what you wear for shirts on a regular basis, do you think more of what you are wearing has the little logo, the big logo? Or do you think it's more something big on the front and that's about it? Uh, shirts I see in my travels when I'm when I'm always checking out the swag box, which I am. Uh, there's always a big logo on on the chest. If I'm being honest with myself, for sure. I so think I'm, that's what's selling. So it, it comes down to how you're using them. You know, if you're using them because you want people just to see them, there's one. If you're using them because you want people to be wearing them, look for the next edition. Um, to keep buying, you might want to look more on what's um, selling on the fashion sites yeah. um, than, than the tradition. And, and that's not to say that that's wrong. You absolutely can do the little chest, the big back. People do that all the time. And those are still selling. Um, this is more maybe of my personal opinion. Yep. And I do like where if I were to go with what you're suggesting as far as you're the expert, so you know more, far more about this than I do. So I'm going to take your advice on this. I do like where you landed here with the blue shirt. And I think I'd probably do a black option too. Because I feel like black is just a really solid color, uh, and I think by that. So, it would would it be an option to, to have two shirts? Um, like, how would that complicate the process? Having two. I options? love that you brought up that question, Eric. Thank you. Um, I think I mentioned before that your costs are based on the quantity of shirts, but also the number of colors. And if I haven't, let me do that right now. Um, when you're speaking with a branding specialist, when you're talking through that quoting process, they're going to ask you not only how you're going to use these, but the quantity, how many, uh, what you envision for this. So, for example, I'm looking at this and I see um, we've got black ink, white ink, blue ink, and two different green inks. So you've already got five colors here on the front. Um, if you were to add a back, that's going to add cost. So now you, let's say this is on the blue shirt, you switch this to a black shirt you're going to have to change some things because you don't want your, your body, your beard, the microphone stand, the text unstoppable to be in black on a black shirt. We're going to have to change that ink color um, maybe to a white. 
And then that means you would have to change the word restaurant to, let's say, a black. I'm making sense. Um, Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a very good question. I'm giving examples because obviously you can be creative. You could change them any way that you wanted. Um, but those would be some added costs. So it, there's a little bit of labor involved with um, actually changing out that black ink and putting white ink in. Um, so you have some fees there. We call them an ink change charge. So in this case, if you were to do this on black shirts, you'd have two ink change charges. Um, and then you would have to hit minimums for the blue shirts and the black shirts. So not the funnest topic, um, so but minimums, true life, you have true to life order, challenges. You'd have to order a certain amount in order for you guys to say this is worth our time. Um, yes, and I think that's true in any business. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you need a bottom line to make it like a break even, right? Yes. Yep. Luckily, ours are small. So for t-shirts, you're looking at 12 pieces minimum um so we would ask for 12 blue shirts 12 black shirts um I feel like no not bad, bad at all not yeah. not bad at all absolutely manageable and um because we would be printing them together you would get a discount on the pricing but you would pay for those ink changes so there's a little bit of a trade-off so again just being upfront about that pricing and how that process works our branding specialists do talk to you and walk you through that so that they'll say okay you could do this which could cost you some more, or maybe you do a blue and a gray shirt. So you don't have those changes, or maybe we pick what's black on here and we make it, you know, a different shade of green, a different shade of blue. So it works on both the blue shirts and the black shirts. Yeah. So and we have options and we talk through solutions. So I'm definitely leaning towards this, what you got here. Um, and then we can work on the options as far as how that would look on a black shirt. But, and then, and then I think I need to come up. I do like the be well, do good, but I feel like there, I, I never say that on the show. So, not, so uh, it's like what I'm always saying is, is like, are you feeling unstoppable or ain't nothing to it, but to do it or just start, or I don't know. There's a bunch of one liners I think I'm known for. Um, can't stop. Won't stop. You know, something like that, <laughs> uh, that I think we, we might have to workshop that in itself before we pull. The <laughs> but uh, this is great. I, I'm really excited to see these hats. Cause as you can see my brand, um, kind of part of my, my brand is the fact that I wear a hat uniquely with a flip brim. And that's part of who I am. So obviously I'm excited to start wearing these hats that we're about to see. So what do you got for us? Excellent. Um, I can't wait to put, are you feeling unstoppable on a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So Eric, you picked a really unique hat. Um, it definitely poses some challenges. And this is something where as a branding specialist, we would make some recommendations love this hat. It does have a slightly smaller area to work with. Um, and embroidery in general, and this is, again, coming back to the challenges for restaurant owners, not all logos translate well to embroidery. We need to make sure that your font size is a certain size to really stitch well, um, as well as certain negative space, like the lines in your pineapple are certain size to stitch well. So luckily we have some great options for you, but that is something that comes up on a day-to-day basis when we're talking with business owners is, you know, you may have this grand idea for your logo and it's, it's a rainbow and it's wonderful, but it doesn't look great tiny on a pen. It um, costs you a lot of money with all those colors on a shirt. You can never simplify it to a one color because the rainbow just looks like an arch. Um, So those are some things for business owners to be thinking about. And that's where your branding specialist comes in to walk you through those solutions. So let's dive 
dive into the world of hats. So this is the gorgeous hat that you picked. Um, not actually this color. I threw this in because I like it. It's a very trendy hat, um, which means you'll probably be able to sell it for good money. Unfortunately, it is a very expensive hat, which means it's going to cost you quite a bit of money. Um, so I've come up with only, um, sorry? So I'm willing to pay for it. I have, I have <laughs> high taste in hats. Um, and that comes right back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Don't be afraid to sell it for what it's worth. You should yeah. be able to make your money back. And don't be afraid to sell what people are going to wear because that's what you want your brand associated with. Um, and that's what's going to get you the exposure. So I did do... Um, that's just that hat. I didn't give you multiple hat options. Um, they didn't have the color options that you wanted. So I gave you what I thought were your closest options, plus um, a fun mustard color that I thought um, I like. Who knows if you will. Let's okay. take a look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this is the hat. Um, it's, it's fun. It's got that flat brim. It's got the string. And this, I went with a mustard and brown to match the string. It's, it's very simple. Um, it's very subdued. Um, again, no one wants the hat to scream at you. Um, so we kept this nice and, and, and basic. Um, we can play around more, but uh, this is where we started. So here's your mustard. Um, we went on to, there's a green with a green string. And I just did RU. For restaurant unstoppable instead of the whole text. I like um, larger text on hats or with embroidery in general. Finer text um, tends to wobble a little bit. Um, I think this will be clean and crisp um, and look really good. And I incorporated your pineapple in there because why not? Um, the other thing you can do is just the RU, I think would look really cute. I've always been curious about moving to simplifying the restaurant stoppable logo to an RU, but somebody was like, do you sure you want to associate yourself with Russia? And I was like, Oh man, I didn't think about that. Do you think that's something to be concerned about? Um, I, I think you always have to look at the association. I, I think you do have to think about, you know, what percentage of your listeners are going to make that specific association. Um, and I think there's some other things that you can do. You can probably put a box around it, make it look a little bit more like a periodic table um, to kind of give both connotations. And then no one's pulling directly from one lichen than the other. Got it. Um, so I think you have options there. And I'd be more than happy to work up some different options for you. Beautiful. Um, so this one's a little bit simple, again, with the microphone, or you could just do the REO. Um, another thing that you could do with this is what we call puff or 3D embroidery. Um, I would remove the pineapple, just do the RU, make the U raised, and make the box around the R raised, but leave the R flat. I think that would be, um, it would pop, it would really stand out, it would be more modern, um, and I think that would look really nice. The other thing you could do, since you are simplifying it so much, is you could put just that fork and spoon on the back, and then um, you know that you've got more recognizable element of your logo on the hat somewhere. Um, but you're not uh, overly billboarding it with a whole lot of text and a whole lot of data. Got it. I'm just excited that you're able to find the hat that I like because I couldn't find it. Anywhere else. <laughs> um, I do it's love these hats, by the way. Excellent. Excellent. Some of the stock isn't actually in yet. It hasn't landed. So it will be here, uh, I want to say, next month. So this is something that might be a longer term project for oh, you, um, but definitely something worth waiting for. Yeah. 
Um, okay, next, um, I did a blue with red. Um, I just came back to that same logo that we did on the mustard one, um, but in red this time, just kept it simple. So just to show you different versions and what you can do with some colors. This one obviously will pop a lot more than, say, your mustard hat. Um, so it's all about, you know, what you're looking for, what, I guess, level of bold you're looking for. Um, you seen the hats that, I wear? <laughs> what's that? Have you seen the hats I wear? <laughs> I, I guess, I guess there's no level of bold, too bold um, for <laughs> Eric. Um, next, I slapped your face on a hat. Um, again, we want to keep it someone simple. You would not have the space for the actual text with this logo. And those are some of the limitations that come along with embroidery. Um, but as you said, this is very recognizable. That being said, how many people are going to love the idea of a face on their hat? Maybe a lot, maybe a little. That's something that you want to judge knowing your audience. Lisa, have you seen this face? <laughs> I, I would wear this face on my hat all day long. <laughs> I love these, by the way. Keep going. This is, this is um, Oh, now I'm going to disappoint because that is the end. I did four hats. Okay, no, this is beautiful. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're probably going to... Actually, as you're going through this, I was like, it would be really cool just to, after this episode goes live, to let people decide which ones they like. And I love that my, idea. My audience is my target audience. So what do you guys like? I mean, if, if you really just go through and look at some of this, these, these designs that Lisa shared with us, whichever ones you guys like the most, we'll go ahead and order those. Um, and I might have a little bit of, maybe I'll do my own hat. If you guys choose the one I don't like, but, and I'll do my own. <laughs> hat. Um, I love these. Though. One more quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Margin Edge. Margin Edge is a restaurant management software that uses POS integration and invoice data to show you your food costs in real time. The beauty of Margin Edge is that the information is immediately available. You take a picture and boom, you have access to it just in time. And everything that Margin Edge does is aimed at making your restaurant more efficient. So what exactly do you get with Margin Edge? With Margin Edge, you get automatic invoice processing. You can do this by either taking photos with their app, scanning slash emailing files, or integrating it with a electronic data interchange. You can get daily controllable P&L, including labor data. You can get recipe costing and menu analysis tools, not to mention you also get inventory management and actual versus theoretical usage reports. Margin Edge gives you the prime cost daily, so there are no surprises at the end of the month. By totally digitizing your back office, your team saves hours on paperwork and gets real-time data to manage food costs, labor, and budgets in the moment, not weeks after the period ends. With supply chain disruption and labor shortages, making real-time data-driven decisions is more important than ever. Because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, Margin Edge will cover your onboarding. That means you get 60 days free to get started and up and running before you make your first payment. To learn more, head to me.marginedge.com slash restaurant hyphen unstoppable or find the banner in the show notes. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And effective labor management is more important than ever to ensure profitability and restaurant success, especially with this labor shortage. You need to rely and trust technology more than ever before. And dialing in your labor management is one of the most positive, dramatic impacts you can make on your business's bottom line. And when it comes to labor management, Seven Shifts is one of the most, if not the most, organically recommended labor management platforms on the show. Trusted by over 500,000 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the complete toolkit you need to easily manage your team's schedules, timesheets, communication, tasks, tips, and more, all from one place. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll system you're already using like toast to make smart operating decisions and turn labor management into a competitive advantage for your business. Restaurant Unstoppable members get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.7shifts.com slash unstoppable. That's the number seven S H I F T S dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Um, so we covered the design. Now, the only thing we have left to cover is really just the process and how to uh, know who to go with. Um, with who to go with is that like the, the design firm, the embroidery firm? Is that what you mean by that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would love everyone to go with Rocky Coast, but the reality is you have a little plug? homework to do. Yeah. What's that? You see, you mean this isn't one giant selfish plug? I, I wish. Um, it, it is. It is. I, I've definitely loaded the gun a little bit with this. Um, how to know who to go with. I'm going to explain to you questions to ask of branding specialists to know that they are the right place to go. And uh, of course, we will be the best option. So um, so let's get into, uh, I think what we said we need to cover is the um, rest of the process. Yeah. Yeah. Please go start. Take us through the process, start to finish, what we need to know so we can be prepared if we want to move forward with getting the swag. Perfect. So we talked about the idea and how we can take anything from a napkin to a full-fledged idea, um, do our design services. We talked a little bit about the quoting, um, how you would explain how you're using the product. That's very important. Um, what quantities you're looking at, your concepts for the designs, because the number of colors and locations change the price. Um, we talked a little bit about design. Um, so from here, you would get an order approval and a proof approval. These are very important steps with anyone that you go with because it is your safety net. It is also our safety net. We're making a custom item for you and we want to make sure that it is exactly what you want. And so with that in mind, we make up an order approval that shows the quantities for each size that you want, the color of the garment, the style of the garment, the shipping address the ship method, whether you want to pick it up, ship it UPS, ship it freight truck, um, the price that you're paying, any setup costs that you're paying, full disclosure of all of the information for the order so you can view it and sign off on it to make sure that it is correct before it moves into production here. Same process with the design. So what you've seen here with mock-ups, these are some great ideas. But this is a whole lot of information. You're going to narrow it down to one or two designs, and then we're going to send it to you on a proof. And the proof approval looks like this. So I picked the Be Well Do Good as the example. 
So for us, our proof approval, we're going to show you um, the date, the specific design number, and this design number will be on every one of your orders that uses this design. So you know it is the correct design. And we know internally everything with that design is labeled with this number. You can see that the front is 11 inches wide by 4.3 inches high. It is using white ink. The back neck, also a larger image here, is five inches wide uh, by 0.8 inches high. It is using a very specific color of royal blue, shade of royal blue, um, and it's going on black garments. So this is also how you can see that uniformity to make sure that the same blue is being used on all of your shirts to make sure that the size makes sense for you. I've even told customers before to take a roller, a ruler and hold it up to your chest to make sure 11 inches is as big or as small as you want it. Um, and then you can see a mock-up of the actual shirt. This would be sent to you before your order is sent into production. You would need to view it, reply with your approval or changes um, before we move into production. So again, we know that we are all on the same page for exactly what you want. Beautiful. And I don't know, do all services go through these steps to make sure people are getting their orders just right? Um, do all companies? Yeah. Logo apparel and promotional products. Um, not all. Uh, some are skip some of these steps. Some are very loose about them. They might email it to you, but not require you to respond. So if you miss it, there's nothing to say whether or not you look to see if it was correct or not. Some companies just process your order without this. Um, so many do, many don't. Got it. And that's a very important question to ask when you're looking at a company because Again, this is a safeguard for me, but it's very much a safeguard for you. Got it. Um, beautiful. Um, so anything else we need to know regarding uh, approval process? Sure. Um, so the order approvals look a little bit like this. So for example, this one is for an order of 24 of those hats. Um, you can see on here your information. The design, the hat is actually called the Gramps. I love that. Um, and the quantity, the price, the setup cost, the total that you would be spending, everything is on here as well as our disclaimer, disclaimers um, about um, making sure that everything is correct, potential over underruns, discrepancies, those sorts of things, signed and sent back to us. So, so that's a quick, this hat is in high demand, isn't it? What's that? So this hat is in high demand, isn't it? Go back. So what was the unit price for that? Uh, is it $21.98. And that is if you buy 24 of them. If you only got 12, they would be $28 each. Wow. So what would be so an So this is a hat that you have to sell for $50. $50 double? It worth your time, really, I would think. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be wearing them all over the place. <laughs> Heck, so whatever but i think at the same time like there, I, people don't wear things that aren't like in style and, and like in like vogue like people aren't gonna like no offense some people have given me some of their hats and they're like here's a hat and i'm like i'm never gonna wear this i throw it away yeah. you yeah. know like, yeah. and it's just like a waste like i rather have i rather spend twice as much to actually get a hat that people are like this is a cool hat this is style and i'm, I'm gonna rep this and because then you're actually spending on something versus just giving somebody a hat where they're like, thanks for this inconvenience. Like, 
now 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 I have to go walk over to that thing or pretend like I actually want this thing. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm sounding a little hard right now, but I feel like when it comes to like representing your brand, spend money, right? I agree, and you're really ahead of the game because you understand that. You know, I think that is something that a lot of businesses struggle with. Um, you want to save money, but at the same time, it is your brand. This is associated with your business and with the quality of your business. Yeah. Yep. Um, so some good news, some things that I want to remind people and let or let them know for the first time is um, the quantity price breaks. Um, the more you buy, the lower your price per piece. As you saw here where I said 12 hats are $28 each, 24 hats are $21.98. You can mix multiple styles of hats with the same design. So if you wanted to do 12 of these really cool hats and 12 trucker hats and 12 dad hats, um, you could do that, get a 36 piece price and put the same logo on all of them. And then you've got three different styles to sell, but you actually saved money by grouping them together. Smart. So that's always a good option. And again, that's something that your branding specialist is here to um, advise and, and talk you through. Awesome. Um, so I think, is there anything else around uh, payment, uh, weight, what to do with the stuff now that you've got it? Like, where are we in this, this the checklist of items you want to cover? <laughs> I think that's exactly where we are. We have to do the order approvals. Next, we would ask for a little deposit. And then your order moves into production and you just play the waiting game. Um, unfortunately, we're not Amazon. It's not instant. We try to get everything done just as quickly as possible. Um, we always set that information with you ahead of time. Um, and then once you get the merchandise, the big question is, what do I do with this now? Um, and so the biggest answers that I have are, you know, tell people about it. You're lucky because you have listeners who hang on your every word and they want to know what you're saying. Restaurant owners are going to struggle a little bit more. Um, you know, they're busy. People are coming in to eat. If you don't have a good place in your restaurant to display this merchandise, they may not even know it's an option. Um, some options that you could do are uh, table pens on your table that have a QR code. So while they're waiting for their meal, they can scan the QR code and see your merch online. Um, and it could be something if it's not things that you're selling online per se, it could be view this here and ask your hostess for it, um, you know, take it home with you today, those sorts of things. The other options you could do is you could have them on your web store. And that could be something that you as a restaurant is hosting. It could be something that Rocky Coast is helping you to host. Um, so you have a lot of options. The other thing that you could do would be to um, post it all over your social media. You know, hey, this new swag is in, this new swag is in, it's getting cold. Have you seen our hoodies out there? Um, you know, tag us if you see our hats those sorts of things. So it really comes down to you've spent all this money on this inventory. Let's move it. Let's help you come up with ideas. Let's send you images of the, the proofs and the merchandise and the mock-ups so that you can use that on your social media. You can use that online. You can use that on your table tents and let's move this merchandise with you. I love it. Um, what, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to talk a little bit about strategy and the best strategy for using merch. I, I think Almost as like a value add, like a like create like for me the the, the initial thought I have is that I'd love I would love to give these away to the people who join Restaurant Unstoppable Network at the uh, annual rate, right? So there's the option to pay by the month, but there's I think you can use swag as added incentive to get people to take a bigger step, 
right? Like, oh, like if I go at the annual rate, then I'll, you know, also be able to get a shirt and a hat, like sign me up for that. Um, that's kind of my, one of my thought process. Like, what are some other things you see people do to use swag as incentive to do something or to use as uh, a way to persuade? Absolutely. That's great. So I, let's see, tying this in with the restaurant industry, um, an example would be events at your restaurant. So if you are hosting um, a, a corporate dinner, if you're hosting a fundraiser, those sorts of things, it could be one of the giveaways. It could be a thank you to the business that's hosting it. Um, it could be part of that sign-on bonus in a, in a way. Um, the other things that they can do is uh, we do offer web stores and fundraisers so they could do those with us. And that could be a way to move your merchandise. So when you're talking about web stores, are you saying like that you would, uh, the, the products that are on our website are actually pulling from your uh, marketplace? Your, like, how does that work? Explain to me what you mean by web stores. And that sure. how it works. We have a few different options. We have web stores where you can host your inventory here. You would pre-buy merchandise. We would keep that inventory here. We would let you know when inventory levels run low. We would put that merchandise on a web store that you would link off of your website and your social media. And the orders come through, we fulfill them. We ship them individually to Jimmy and Susie and Lucy and Tommy and make sure that they get their swag and they love it and they're wearing it. and then again, let you know when your inventory is running low. Other options honest, would be... That's another big reason right there why I didn't want to get into swag because I didn't want to be responsible for actually fulfilling the order. That's a lot of trips. You know, that's a lot of trips to the post office you. you don't have to worry about anymore, you know? Right. Um, the other option would be if you are keeping this at your location, but you still wanted the option to sell things online so we can create that web store that you link off of your website um, people can buy that merchandise. The orders in this case would go to you instead of Rocky Coast, and you would mail it from your inventory at the store. So people who um, want that control over their inventory, they don't want to keep some inventory at Rocky Coast, some inventory at their restaurant. Um, they may like that control and want to keep that with them. So that option is good for them. The other options are fundraisers. So we can do something where, um, and this might be a, a good thought for you, Eric, is you have new merch that is going to launch, you might open a web store for only two weeks and say, you have two weeks to order this merch and then it's done. And we don't print anything until after those two weeks, we tally up the orders and we print those quantities. So you don't have inventory sitting around. So the benefit of that, I would assume is if you can um, get a bunch of orders at once and you'll lower your per order request, making a bigger margin. Yes, and you also know ahead of time exactly which sizes you need because you've taken pre-orders for it. So you don't get stuck with a bunch of smalls or a bunch of 3Xs that never sell. Give me an example of where people use or how people use your your fundraiser uh, feature. Excellent. So we've done some for um, dog rescue. Uh, So they will come to us. We'll design some really cute shirts, maybe with some paw prints and hearts, and put those up on the site. They will post it through their social media, advertise it all over the place. Um, the shirts sell at the end of, say, two weeks, three weeks. It closes. We tally everything up. We ship it individually. They don't get stuck with inventory. And we cut them a big fat check for the difference. So they're buying the shirts from us for, say, $10. They're selling them for $25. 
$15 a shirt goes in a check that we write to them once the campaign's over. Got it. I think that answers my question. You also, I see on our uh, spreadsheet things to discuss, we have event giveaways. How is that different from say the, the fundraisers that you do? Cause it sounds like this dog thing is a, a fundraiser uh, or an event actually. So how is an event giveaway different from a fundraiser? So the dog thing is more of a, a literal fundraiser. There's no physical event. There's no, uh, but it is time-based. So I guess not respected as something of an event. Um, we have also done fundraisers for uh, local basketball teams. So local middle school has a basketball team and they will contact us and say, hey, the teachers are just too busy. The coaches are just too busy to collect the money. What can you do to help? We'll do the fundraiser online, send the shirts to the school. They disperse them and we cut them a check for the extra balance. So in that respect, those are more of a, what I call a fundraiser, maybe a, a specific timeline fundraiser. For an event, it might be back to those brewery uh, or brew festivals that we were talking about, um, where maybe a restaurant is having a local live music event at their shop or at their restaurant, or maybe a brew fest in their um, parking lot, and they want some, in, some items to give away. So this would be separate from the web stores, separate from the online bit. This would be the pint glasses that they're handing out, the Frisbees that they're handing out, the um, T-shirts that they're handing out at these giveaway events um, in person, or they could be virtual, as we mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. And I think swag is, um, I mean, maybe on the higher end of giveaways, uh, when I think of a way to build your, your list, right? Uh, there's always, whenever you're, tr- you're going to be thinking about how you can always build your list and get, when you give something, how you can get something in return if it's not monetary. But I think swag, if it's on the cheaper side, or I should say the less expensive side, you never want to call your things cheap. But if you choose some, some items that are on the less expensive side, like what would be some good uh, promotional items that you could get that are popular that you can get a lot for a little? And it might be something that somebody would be willing to exchange uh, a phone number or an email for. Um, I, I think anything that someone can use. So I, it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a brew fest, Frisbee is a great one because everyone's going to use it right there. Um, any sort of tote bag, drawstring bag, those can run on the lower price side. Everyone at the event is going to be using them. They're going to put everyone else's swag in their bag. So your vis- your logo is the visible logo. Um, you know, pens are a good one. Uh, restaurants, so I, you go through pens, it's almost a fact of life. You know, that's, that's kind of a unintentional giveaway. Um, so masks are another one, hand sanitizer, still big. Um, so those are a lot of things. We can really go over it with the team and really figure out what your event is. I think it's important to tie it into that. Um, the little wallets on the back of cell phones um, are a great one. And those are fairly inexpensive. Awesome. I think we've covered all of the items on our checklist that we wanted to talk about today, especially under the uh, other options. Correct. The only thing we haven't talked about is how to know who to go with, right? If you obviously we want to go with Rocky Coast, they are here to help us. They're giving us their knowledge. They're supporting us. Uh, but if we don't want to go with Rocky Coast, what are some things we need to keep in mind uh, with as far as who to go with? Excellent. So, you know, in the beginning, I said it's important to know you know, who I am, because you need to know who you're listening to do to know if their message is good. Um, I think it's the same thing. You're trusting your brand with a logo apparel and promotional products company. You want to know that they're going to treat your brand right. They're going to uphold the same standards that you would. Um, so you want to know at price 
is a very small event. You want to know their service. Are they going to return your calls quickly? Are they going to ask you how you're using it and give you suggestions? Are they going to make those suggestions for you and say, okay, here's what you've asked for. Here's another option that might lower your price or get you your merchandise faster or might sell better. Are they going to make those suggestions for you? Do they have an in-house design team? Do they have dedicated artists who are creative and just going to wow you with some new ideas? Or are they just going to slap your logo as is on a shirt and call it good? Um, can they show you samples of their work? That's a big one. You know, do they have either a showroom or images online, not just of things that they've mocked up, but things that they've actually printed, embroidered, created. So you can see how that end product looks in real life. That's really important. Um, and then referrals, you know, can they tell you about some of the other customers that they've done business with? Can you talk to some of those other customers? Um, I think so. Those are the big things. Know who you're talking to. If you were going to buy a car, you wouldn't just go to any dealership. You would do your research, you would do your homework. Um, same thing here. This is your brand. This is how your business is represented. Trust the company you go with. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that that concludes everything that we set out to discuss today. Um, anything we should know before we start to wrap up? I think we covered a lot of information. The last thing I want to do is really overwhelm people. I think the most important thing is taking that first step connecting with a branding specialist and just asking your questions. Don't be afraid to just ask and we're here to guide you. So if we enjoyed what you had to share with us today, if we're interested in working with you, what's the best way to connect? Um, I would email sales at rockycoast.com or you can call us at 800-210-TEES, T-E-E-S. And we'd love to work with you. Awesome. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today uh, to share your knowledge. I definitely learned a lot. I, I love what you put together for us. Uh, please go check this recording out. If you guys were listening to this and you want to go see what those designs look like, I would love to hear your thoughts on what we should go with. Uh, feel free to give us your advice on what you like the most. We'll get them ordered for you. And I guess there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Excellent. Awesome. There we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Lisa Duff, thank you so much for coming on the show and coaching us through our swag journey. I'm really excited to get this stuff. You guys need to watch this video. If you did not watch the video with us today, uh, these things look awesome. I cannot wait to wear the swag. I'm telling you that much right now. Uh, so like I mentioned in the beginning of today's episode, I would love to hear your thoughts on which t-shirts you like the most. And we're still trying to come up with a tagline. Uh, there's lots of things I say in the show uh, that I think would be cool on the swag. Like just our mission statement, inspire, empower, transform is one that I'm playing with. I also like can't stop, won't stop or ain't nothing to it, but to do it or maybe just start. I don't know. There's tons of things that I say that I think would be really cool in the swag, but I want to know which ones you guys like, or maybe I'm missing a tagline that you think would be great on these shirts. Shoot me an email, Eric at restaurantstoppable.com. Tell me what you think. And uh, also shoot me an email if you're interested in getting some of the swag once we have it. Uh, your swag is going to support the show. So uh, thank you in advance if you do pick up some of the swag. And again, a reminder, head over to youtube.com slash restaurantunstoppable to watch 
this video, uh, the video portion of today's episode, and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're over there. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but whenever I'm on site interviewing these restaurateurs, I'm capturing video. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm kind of excited about this. Maybe it's a little too soon to be announcing this, but early... Uh, earlier in the month, I mentioned in my email newsletter, I hope you guys are subscribed to that, that I need help, that uh, I realized that if I'm going to scale Restaurant Stoppable and bring Restaurant Stoppable to a new level, I can't do it alone. So I asked for some help. Uh, I need help with marketing and social media uh, and just videography, photography. And I put that out into the universe in my uh, newsletter and we got a response. And uh, the next big road trip I do, it sounds like we're going to have some help uh, to capture that content. So that means the video content we're going to be getting is going to be much more professional, much more pristine. So uh, now is a great time to subscribe to that YouTube channel and just lots of cool new things happening here at Restaurant Stoppable. I don't want to give away too much information yet, but stay tuned. You're going to be uh, on a, a great ride real soon. Not that it hasn't already been great, but you know what I'm saying. Until next time, peace out.